0: Welcome to episode two of Finding Funnies with me, Steve Royal, and uh, myself, Jamie Sutherland. I've called this episode Doctor Doctor. Oh wow! Because we're having well, we're chatting to a proper doctor, a chest doctor as well. <laughs> uh, well, a phys-
1: a phys- I can't say the word. He's a physician. <laughs> a ph- what? A physician. A physician. A physician.
0: A physician. A physician. A chest doctor. <laughs> <laughs> what else is on the show? Uh, well, I'll do a royal proclamation. Pro- you can't <laughs> say that, can you? <laughs> we should have both put our teeth into it. Royal proclamation later on. Oh, I just uh, basically, I'll just announce something. Brilliant. Who knows what it might be? No one really knows. I've, I'm, I'm struggling for a title for your acting abilities. We, we, you know, we do the quiz later on. Yeah. New people who are new to the podcast. It's basically Jamie's terrible acting, and we've got to try and guess what film you're acting. And, or recreating, and so I've I've in the House is the best, thing, but it's not really film-related, is it? We're welcome, we'll welcome any new titles for yeah. that but later on. And of course, we'll end the show with uh all-important clothing forecast, let you know what you should be wearing this week. Very excited, Steve. In the meantime, you look in the right mood, can I just say?
1: Well, can, can I just say, in the meantime, Steve, for yeah. the second consecutive episode, you've my In my newly decorated room, you've insisted on putting your coffee cup on my newly glossed
0: <laughs> white window ledge. Oh, that's not you complaining. You're worried about your, what your wife will say.
1: No, it's me complaining. It's my room. It's mine and Bradley's room. And I, I, you're giving me anxiety. So what I would say is, can you please, which you've got one now. Yes, I've provided them, haven't I? Mm.
0: Use the coaster. Use the co- a coaster. A coaster. Do you like that word? No, I'm I'm not comfortable with coaster. I would never. I would always say, pass as a mat." That's a mat to me.
1: What's the difference between
0: a mat and a coaster?
1: That's not a joke, by the way.
0: No, <laughs> you don't know the difference between a mat and a coaster. Uh, I, it's I. Now you've said it, I would say a coaster. It is more specific. I think a mat obviously is a lot more. incorporates a lot more things, doesn't it? I always struggled as a kid with flannel. Flannel,
1: there's a word.
0: Well, Ari, I, one of my distinctive childhood memories is in the bath. Problem with my brother, he'd have been there. Right. We, okay. we, 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 we there were, were three kids now, so we're all short, it was the 70s, that's what we did. We shared the I bath. got
1: three kids.
0: Yeah. How many flannels? <laughs> one flannel. What flannel yeah you want not have your own personalised flannel one face cloth as I called it but I remember my mum what's at the one point
1: face cloth and a flannel well this,
0: is, this, is, well, this isn't a difference and this is what confused me because my mum said to me at one point oh just use the flannel and I went the what she went use the flannel and then I started in fits of giggles and proper you know like belly laugh because yeah. I'd never heard this word flannel and it's a funny word isn't it Especially to a little kid who'd never heard of it. A flannel and then she's tried to explain. It's about like the face cloth. Like, where do you get that word from? Flannel. It's a bit and like a, duffel. Duffle? A duffel coat. Yeah,
1: but As in, say duffel three times. Duffle,
0: duffel, duffel. It's Harry Potter, isn't it? Duffle duffle duffle. Flannel, 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 flannel. And If, if you Bump. say duffle, duffle, yeah, and then flannel, flannel, flannel. Your hair will grow back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that might be in your it, medical book. It, it, it might, i brought it later on. Where is on. it? Oh, yeah, I've got it over there, don't oh, you? Brilliant. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss that later on. I brought with me, you see, a book that my nana handed down years ago, before she died, right. she handed us this book, and it's basically full of recipe, all, all beautifully handwritten, because that's what you used to do, is you had a recipe book. But not only are there recipes for your, you know, your, like your Victoria sponges, your apple crumbles, stuff like that, but there's also specific remedies in there for things like lumbago. What's lumbago? Ailments that you never even... Uh, these are ailments that don't even exist anymore. I remember growing up, like I said, in the 60s and 70s with my grandma just constantly going, ooh, me lumbago's playing up. And I'm going, I thought it was Lumber. You see, Lumber, you you said that to someone, now they'll go, is he, who's he playing for? You might actually have Sounds cure. Sounds like a Premier League footballer now, doesn't it? Lumbergo. You might have a cure for COVID in that book. Do you know what? I've not even looked. He won't
1: say COVID, I'm, I'm gutted. He probably called it something
0: else. I'm gutted that I didn't have this book with me when we interviewed uh, Kevin Jones. Doctor Kevin Jones. The doctor. He, he, might have, he might have been able to give us some insight and said, hey, you know what? Because there's, there, there's chest remedies in there as well. Him being a chest expert... He could have said, you know what, there's some truth in that, using, mm. I don't know... I've got a medical story. Oh, go on. Where the actual... Well, it was a dental story,
1: really. Mm. The, he, he actually... I, he looked at me like he'd seen an actual... it's on the tooth? I'm telling the tooth. The okay. whole tooth.
0: No, nothing but the tooth. Go on, yeah. carry
1: on. <laughs> and he looked at me like a miracle had occurred. Right. Like a, like a tooth had regrown. What, while like he's it, looking in your mouth? Yeah. So much so that he 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 had a conversation with the dental sort of nurse, the assist his assistant. Yeah. And then had to reread and go and get the notes. And that's what had he found? <laughs> a tooth yeah. where one had been removed. What? You, you had an extra tooth? You you're looking like how he looked on that <laughs> so what's happened is
0: I was I was thinking you were I going say to, well I thought he was going to say something like was a bit, there was a sugar puff no. stuck on or something he went oh it's just a sugar puff Yeah, my brother's dental records were
1: identical <sighs> twins with the same date of <sighs> birth oh, and the same address word. so they were just stored in paper format in the there's a lot of risks cabinet. there are a lot of risks involved with being a twin do yeah, you not think as a dentist he should have gone well, that's impossible. Teeth can't regrow back. He actually
0: went, he looked <laughs> he <actually> so baffled. <laughs> <laughs> he actually thought medical science. Yeah. I have someone, he, 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 there was a brief moment there where he probably thought, I've discovered something. I'm going to be lauded throughout all dentitions throughout the world. And he had brother. Orthodontists everywhere will start to worship me because I have discovered the regrowth And all it was is he had my brother's dental records. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Can we do
1: my Scouse thing?
0: Right, yeah. I think we should crack on straight away with uh, Jamie's... I call it Scouse in the House is a terrible title. Scouse Scouse Acting Masterclass. Just you, acting.
1: what I'm going to do for you this week, Steve, is
0: is a branching out, I think, um,
1: diverse. You know, I I need to have a range. So I'm going to give you the choice this week of either... um, an acting of a script. Okay.
0: Or, yeah.
1: would you like an impression?
0: Oh. <laughs> Just to mix it up a bit, because this could take us on a whole new diet. You yeah. you start doing it imp- It's got to be an impression. So it's either right, Jim Royal... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 it's got to be... Or well, Stan Boardman. It's got to be a scouser that you're impersonating. Is it a scouser you're impersonating?
1: Well, you make the decision. Do you want do you want the
0: impression or do you want the... Right, give me uh, the impression. The... You've got to give me the impression. Okay, because... well, I'm okay. now. I'm like, I
1: know because I know bad it right, is. Okay. Right, all right. Oh, Joining
0: absolutely. at home. Okay. It's actually... It's,
1: it's not a scouser. I'm going to... Oh, it's not a scouser. I'm going to see right. if you can guess the celebrity by the laugh. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Ho, 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 ho.
2: <laughs>
0: that's very good who is it <laughs> it's Jimmy Carr I, I know the he's controversial yeah, Jimmy Carr of, all the, of all the times for you to discover that <laughs> have, have you always been able to do this oh or when did you when did you find out you could do the laugh I actually just tried to mimic
1: him when he was in the papers the other day but obviously it's the most inappropriate time wise of all the
0: people to, to mimic do you think it's good it's it's. Bang on, mate. So do it again. it again, do it again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible.
0: Is it not easy to do? Can I have a go? Because this is genuinely the first time I've ever tried it. Go on. So, you... Oh, oh, no, oh. that's awful. No <laughs> out. Is it all on the in? I don't know. It, oh, oh. No, you can't laugh inwardly. would <gasps> You can't... Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that's like an owl. Yes! Ho ho No, no, no.
1: You're, no, you're, no. you're, you're distressed. Yeah. Oh,
0: dear. So there you go. Very
1: good. I'll, I'll have to think for next the next one. I want, I think the
0: impressions is a way to go down instead Do of film. instead of film scripts, it's brilliant. Brilliant. We've got to try and guess each week who you are. Without doing their obvious catchphrases. I don't want you coming on going, you know, hey, shut that door. You know. <laughs> That, that was that was you. Was that, do, that was that was you. This is this is how versatile I am. That was me doing an impression of you doing an impression of Larry Grayson through the yeah. vibe of John Bishop. Absolutely, yeah. You're more John Bishop <laughs> than do it i, I do, slowed it down on, do, a little do, bit. Wait, do yeah. John
1: Bishop doing Larry Grayson doing shut that door?
0: <laughs> shut that door. Because he's slowing all... You just shut that <laughs> door. Right. It does sound like he's in pain. He? He's a good lad, John. He's always a friend of us both. He, he will a friend me, of you yours, but he's right? <laughs> Anyway. Right, moving on. I think we should go to our chat, shall we? With our what fabulous guest. Now? Our fabulous guest. Oh, well, our, well, Dr. Oh, Kevin, oh, Dr. Kevin Jones. Just to give you a bit of background about Kevin. Well, you know him better than yeah. I do. Oh, <laughs> well,
1: that thought, yeah. So he's Dr. Kevin Jones, um, fantastic doctor, chest specialist, trained down at St. Bart's um, over 30 years. He's been in medicine and retired literally two or three months before the COVID mm. hit. So he was pulled back. He, I've worked with him on the after dinner circuit, he's a great raconteur. Often described, you know, that's a word you don't see very much these days. But if you ever get the the evening's program, it will say medical rack on
0: But he's an all round good guy. Basically, his retirement was put on hold for like two years through the COVID crisis, yeah. wasn't it? And hopefully, he'll uh, start to enjoy it very, very soon. But as we I, get a little bit of optimism at the end of this, but here we go,
1: Dr. Kevin. Hey, hey, do you know what? I'll give him a round of applause.
0: And some pans as well, some bang for pans. exactly we've got. This is a shocker, this, because normally to speak to someone like this, you'd have to get up early and be on that narrow window between eight and two minutes past to speak to it. It's a doctor, Dr. Kevin Jones.
2: I utterly resent that, really, (laughs) if you don't mind me saying. I'm a hospital doctor. It's an awful lot harder to get to see me.
1: But, Kevin, uh, uh, we've worked together loads over the years. But Here's the thing, is that you'd actually retired. And then, if I remember rightly, was retired in the November, chess specialist, chess physician. I always struggle with that word. I I know
0: you said that like a proper drunk. I know,
1: it's physician, (laughs) physician. that was the November. Kevin will tell me the proper pronunciation in a second. And then in February, COVID came along, and all of a sudden, you're, you're not going on the holiday. You're not going on the beaches. You're not spending your pension. You were dragged right back in.
2: Absolutely. I'd like to say, in defence of myself, I wasn't dragged back in. I volunteered. I say. I was going is. to say. To help, help fellow humanity. Plus, with COVID, I couldn't go anywhere anyway. And I needed the cash. So, <laughs> you
0: know what I mean? <laughs> no, but you did like you, like you said that. I mean, it, it, it must... How long did you um are ah about that, Do you know, at what point did you go, right, this is a, did, how did you know it was such a big crisis that was going to need the likes of yourself to go back into employment? Oh, immediately. To be
2: fair, I, I was, um, I'd, I'd gone to Thailand after my retirement and we'd just arrived in Singapore, me and Liz, and, um, the first cases had just hit Singapore from Thailand. And at that time, if you remember, we all thought it wasn't going to get to us. And the British government brilliantly shut the borders to Chinese people, but didn't, of course, shut them to French, Italians and Spanish who'd been to China. So so within, <laughs> within honest to God, within days, we were absolutely hit with it, weren't we? So I knew immediately I had to get back. Because with, you know, being a chess guy as well, and COVID is... You know, that's, that's its major target, is your chest. So, I know it t- took me no time at all to go back.
1: And did you have any idea? Because Some people would say, did you know what you were battling with? Did you know what you were up against? Or was you just going off previous types of illnesses? Because it was brand new on all of us.
2: Oh, we've never seen anything like it, honestly. Doctors have been utterly shocked by this as much as the general public. But I did see a film recently called Contagion. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It was done in 2015 and it absolutely predicts entirely what happened. It was incredible. I watched that film and I my jaw just dropped. Um, The other thing that drove us mad was that in 2015 the British government had a rehearsal for this entire problem and went through everything and they were told that the most important things they needed to do were to get PPE and get test and trace ready. And of course, those were the two things they didn't do. <sighs> oh,
0: unbelievable. Do you know,
1: here's the thing is that, I know you've been helping with the, um, the vaccination programme. You came back, you were volunteering, you were getting involved. One thing that we can't deny, and I saw it in lockdown when I was delivering to pensioners, is the, the humour and the spirit of the elderly and the vulnerable in this country.
2: Unbelievable, Jamie, unbelievable. I mean, even with their relatives dying, God love them, of COVID, they were utterly understanding that it was a crisis that the medical profession were having difficulty dealing with as much as they were. Um, The vaccination programme, the old vulnerable guys are the easy ones, you know, the fellows who've been out in Italy or been out in Korea. We had no trouble vaccinating them. But of course, young people who are absolutely obsessed with their mental health and are on Facebook every day telling each other how to self-harm, they were incredibly difficult. You know, I once had to go out and give the vaccination to a young girl with agoraphobia through the window of her car because she couldn't come into the clinic to have it. And I went back into one of the old guys and said, what would have happened to you in the war if you, if you got anxiety? What, what would you have got? He said, we'd have got shot. <laughs> so so they, they didn't have much sympathy for the youth either, I have to say.
0: To be fair, though, you've had your first share of funny moments anyway, with, with, uh, with old and younger like, haven't you, in your time as a doctor?
2: Oh, yeah, of course. I've had millions. That's what I've built my act on. Um, I just tell, I, I'm not a great comedian like you, Stevie, or you, Jamie. I'm not a great thinker but I'm a good storyteller so what I'm able to do is drag on my medical experience and then put that into lay language I think that's how I've got away with it for all these years you know
0: and did you collate them from a very early uh, early point you know what was the first what's the first funny story that you remember as a I'm I'm, I'm probably going back to time as a junior doctor I imagine or something like that was the first uh, first moment you went that's just hilarious I need to mentally make a note of that
2: Oh, yeah. It was, um, it was a cardiac arrest when I was a junior doctor at Whiston. We were called to this fellow, we jumped all over him, we, we stove his ribs in, but we managed to bring him round. Uh, and then about, about two hours later he arrested again and we had to go again and again jump on his chest, on his very sore chest. And he woke up, came round, looked at us and went, Oh, what a bloody day I've had. <laughs> yeah. What a, a bloody day I've had! No, yeah, yeah, actually, you've died twice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. This um... <laughs> Is the phrase "stove chest in something you learnt at medical school? <laughs> oh,
2: I know your incredible inability to pronounce anything medical, like physician. physician. Uh, I thought I'd use yeah. I thought I'd use language that you understood. You scout git.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do you have right? Because these days, you know, there's obviously people have access to a lot more information online. Do you have patients? questioning your 30-plus years knowledge based on something they've had a quick Google.
2: Yeah, you do. So You know, your heart absolutely drops when they come in with all their printed pages from Wikipedia. Um, The good news is that um, a lot of the sites that they go on are totally hopeless, aren't they? And luckily, I can go on to the sites where I know I'm getting proper medical information. So if I'm a bit stuck, what happens is you compress your bleed, okay? You compress your bleed surreptitiously and it goes off. Then you say to the patient, oh, I'm awfully sorry. I just need to leave you for a moment. And you run into another office and you Google it yourself. You know what I mean? You Google it yourself. And then you go back and say, oh, sorry about that, cardiac arrest on the maternity ward. And then you answer their question, you see. Oh, you know what I mean? We don't mess about, we're clever. We're clever.
1: <laughs> if it, what sort of medical emergencies have you suffered yourself and then you've had to put your hands in friends of yours? Have you had even just little niggles and stuff? Oh, yeah,
2: of course I have. I've had... Um, Like all people, as I get older, um, I've got prostate problems. Okay, I've got a prostate the size of a shed, okay? (laughs) I've had to have prostate biopsies, you know what I mean? I've had to lie on my side with my bottom showing while somebody's put an ultrasound scan up my bottom. By the way, that's proven to me I'm never going to prison. Um, Put that up my bottom. And then taking biopsies of my prostate, for God's sake. Not only is that the most undignified thing I've ever had to go through, because it's a friend of mine doing it, not, you know, not obviously that good a friend. Um, uh, And it hurts like hell. So, yeah, I've had plenty of problems like that, I promise you. And as you get older, I'm afraid us doctors are are not immune from it. I know patients always think that us doctors have got special treatment, you know. They come in for an antibiotic and it doesn't work. They come in for another antibiotic and then they look at you expecting you to give them the antibiotic that us doctors know about but they don't know about. But we haven't got it either, honestly, we haven't.
0: How do you... So Imagine I was going for this procedure now. You must have, like... I don't know, do you have a set way that you prepare a patient for something uncomfortable like that? I mean, have you got a little gag that you throw in? I'm just thinking of you and the nature of of, of what you're like as a person. I mean, it's gonna hurt you more than it's gonna hurt me kind of line, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, that's right, that's right. Well, you've got as a doctor, you've got plenty of white lies, haven't you? There's little white lies like, this isn't going to hurt a bit, the doctor will be with you any minute, you're going to get better. You know these are, <laughs> 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 these, are our, these are our white lies. No, I'll tell you for prostate now, I'll know next time. I have a general anesthetic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear me, dear me. I was gonna do a whole list of doctor doctor jokes, but we don't we don't need them with doctor jokes. No, no. I've, I've got to give you a full title then. But full, but Thank obviously you. you're You've been sort of talking about
1: your career for, for many years on stage and at dinners and at events. But it's not unbelievable to me, but it's an amazing achievement that you can go to Bolton Albert Halls and sell out this weekend. A massive, you know, it's a, it's a facility, you know, a, what was it theatre. Yeah, yes, me. yes. But, you know. 700
2: and, people. The only other person, I've sold out the Albert Halls now about five times. The only other person who's ever managed that is Peter K. Um, And I think it just shows that the people of Bolton have absolutely no taste or judgment whatsoever. Or they can't (laughs)
0: get an appointment with their doctor. And maybe, do you find there's a massive queue at the stage door? (laughs) The meet and greet. It was very funny that, Kevin, but can you have a look at this?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you do get that a lot. The other thing I get in the clinic. One of the good things about being in the clinic, as opposed to being in the after-dinner circuit, whatever, is that the patient doesn't suddenly turn around and shout, get off your shit. Um, <laughs> but, but what they do do often is, in Bolton anyway, when they finish the consultation, they're just going out the door, they turn to me and say, um, you're not putting this in the act, are you, doc?" And I go, no, 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 I promise you, the Hippocratic Oath wouldn't allow that.
1: But is it? I always say, because in your line of work, you've got to be very calm, very measured, especially when you deal it's life and death, isn't it? Yeah. it's surprising to me, when you're expected to speak for 30 minutes to a crowd, we did one a couple of months ago, you get incredibly nervous. I find that as if that's the least frightening thing you've ever done in the last God knows how many decades.
2: It is weird, isn't it? But you're absolutely right. I'm so comfortable in my job now that I'm very, very rarely nervous. I can get emotional, certainly, but I would never get nervous. But you're right, before I speak, I get absolutely dreadfully nervous. Until you get your first laugh, you'll be the same, won't you? You're never quite sure, are you? And if you have died whilst speaking, and it doesn't happen very often, but I promise you, it's one of the most lonely, well, you know this, it's one of the most lonely, humiliating experiences you can have, isn't it? And it has happened to me, believe it or not. And you never ever want it to happen again, you know. It's terrible when you go in badly. Everything goes wrong, doesn't it? You start to hurry everything up, your mouth goes a bit dry, you drag your very best story up from the back and you put it in at about 10 minutes and they don't laugh at that. And then you think, crikey, that was my best plumbing gag and we've got 20 minutes left. You hate me, I hate you, but we've got to go through this. Yeah, I do, I get desperately nervous, but often, Within about two or three minutes, the laughs are coming in or they laugh at something that wasn't even that funny. And you think, oh, thank God, this is going to be easy. This is going to be easy. But
0: You must have had bad days at the office as in, in as a doctor. I mean, you must have diagnosed people with the wrong, wrong thing and then <laughs> realise afterwards you must have some stories on that.
2: Oh, yes. I mean, they're not funny, Steve. That, it, I'm coming near the end of my career. And... You, you'd never forget that. I'm sorry to get a bit serious, but you never forget the mistakes you've made because they lead to drastic e- events, mm. don't they? I've lost yeah. patience due to misjudgment, not cavalier negligence or anything like that, but you've made the wrong judgment on the information that you had at the time and it's led to harm. And you, you never quite get over that ever. I still think about patients I've lost and you, you hate yourself for it. You feel desperately sorry for the family that you've um, let down, but you also hate yourself. And then you think, what should I do? Should I, re-, you know, should I resign? Should I commit suicide? What should I do? Uh, but you, you've just got to be strong, haven't you? Because you're actually a better doctor, believe it or not, after you've made that mistake, because you're never going to make it again. But um, that's one thing doctors will tell you. Doctors, as you know, do have a high suicide rate, they do have a high alcoholism rate they do have a high drug taking rate and a lot of that is down to the stresses of the job and the fact that they have made mistakes um but you've just got to live with it haven't you you've got to live with it but um go very serious
0: he
1: made <laughs> that go not. very serious on a comedy show didn't he Kevin? <laughs> I
0: could, I could i'm sorry guys for taking you up that comedy call j- i was looking around thinking what have you yeah. done to the what doctor he here
2: you can edit it out. Edit it out. No, oh, it's yeah, staying yeah, in. It. It. <laughs> yeah.
0: As a lesson to all people. Yeah, but pop- fair. There must be other. There must be other times where you've you've diagnosed horrible things and it's turned out totally opposite. Why don't I do the next question? Right. Because you got the next one. Did well,
1: then, you? And we'll finish after God, Steve. God. Steve can have the finale. Hopefully, I'll give him a minute or two to think of something chipper. <laughs> 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 Did, I would have if I was you. Did you ever walk out your house at 8 o'clock on a Thursday night to take the round of applause from your street for yourself?
2: Never. No, I never did that. And anyway, that round of applause hasn't lasted very long, has it? They applauded us for a bit, but as COVID has become more and more annoying to people and people have got more and more fed up with it, they're fed up of us, I think, aren't they? But the they're most fed people- up of waiting. They're fed up because a lot of the stuff that's been put on hold while COVID's been on, people with cancer, et cetera. So, yeah, we're taking a bit of stick at the moment, I have to say. People, are they're not clapping us anymore. They'd like to clap us in irons, I mean.
1: But lo- but locally where you live, people who know what you do for a living, the appreciation must have been there and people must have been coming up to you at the start, telling you, you know, thank you very much, great work.
2: Oh, yeah, certainly, certainly. And the, the moderates have always been, uh, always been respectful and good with doctors, thank God. I mean, that's one of the joys of the job, isn't it? Dealing with the, the public, dealing with humanity. That's one of the joys. You learn so much about humanity. You learn so much about yourself through that. I mean, I wouldn't change it for a minute. I, I, I would, if I had to choose, for instance, between comedy and medicine, there is no choice. I would do medicine. I love it. I love it.
0: Right. Go
1: on. I hope you've I, had a good thing.
0: I've, I've had a good thing, and it's, I, I want to end with a, a, on a note of optimism and I'm hoping I'm going to, this could go horribly wrong on, on me now, but I'm hoping I'm going to speak to you now, Dr. Kevin Jones, we're on the right side of this pandemic, aren't we? Yes, It's absolutely. coming to an end. It, it, yeah. Not an end, but at least we're going to be able to... It is going to be a manageable thing from now on. Yes. In your
2: opinion. In your opinion. Ab- absolutely. There's no doubt that the Omicron variant is a milder disease and it's doing what viruses do. They generally get milder after the start. It's going to be a bit like the flu, maybe not even as bad as the flu, and we're going to live with it. Uh, apart from you, Steve, I'm afraid I can predict <laughs> from your from look, looking at you now and you're putrefying health, you're putrefying <laughs> health. that you've got about three weeks mate three.
0: you say that as a joke but generally speaking because i'm so skinny every time anyone hasn't seen me for a while they always i it happens so, i've never put on weight i've never lost weight in my well i must i put on weight when i was i was a lot i was a lot lighter when i was six months old but what i'm saying when people meet me now they always go oh are you all right are you, are you not well because they always assume that I'm because I'm just so waif-like. But there are people like me, aren't they? I'm I'm all right, answer being skinny. There's nothing wrong oh, with yeah. being skinny.
2: Oh yeah. Let, oh, let's turn the whole interview about you, shall we? You <laughs> complete, you're complete wanna... narcissist. Since we've got talent, you're an absolute narcissist, royal.
1: <laughs> Right, that can be the end. That can be the end. That's the perfect end. Kevin, <laughs> honestly, we, I love working with you. You're, honestly, you're one of the greatest guys. And we did a show, uh, it was a couple of months ago, uh, Sunday afternoon, didn't we? Which was absolutely wonderful. He was standing on a loved him. Loved him. One great of the guys. best
2: shows I've ever done. That audience was the easiest audience I've ever dealt with. I loved it. I loved it. Standish. You love you, Standish. <laughs> See you soon, mate. All right, mate. Thanks, Thanks so much. Cheers, bit. mate. All the best. Bye, bye
0: There you go. Dr. Kevin Jones. What a great guy, Steve. Brilliant. Like I said, if you ever get the opportunity to, to hear him and see him live, then do so. Because he does do tours, doesn't he? He'll be back on tour, I reckon, soon. Let's hope so. Like, like I said, at the end of there, a little bit of optimism about the end of the pandemic. Love it. That's what it's about. Absol- You've got... Yeah, I said about... I said a, Bring this in intact. this is unbelievable on on the strength of that interview I thought and I'm, I'm gutted now that I didn't manage to discuss we'll get him on another time maybe again yeah. to discuss some of these this is a really old book and it, it, we'll we'll put a clip on this of this on um on uh, YouTube and that the, and all social medias etc yeah it's my nan's old book you see how battered it is it's real yeah. proper it's just it's full of. Handwritten notes, but also little newspaper clippings and stuff. And it's got all sorts. I've actually noticed that uh, capital T's look very much like F's. That's the only problem with this. She's got a, a, a recipe here for almond fart, for example. <laughs> <laughs> right, which, which I don't. But there's also, uh, in this book, as well as your normal thing, like blackcurrant jam there, uh, what's that? orange cake, stuff like that. But then, it's also got remedies. Oh, and Zabella, I thought, I, I, how about this? If you, got- <laughs> this <How> is. This- <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what was happening to my poor grandpa. But for some reason, she got a recipe for well, good. Goods. That looks oh, good. Good recipe for piles. Wow, there's a good recipe for piles there from Australia. She put a little note right, so it helps you down under. Yeah, there? It is generally from Australia. And then this one here. For bladder trouble and stinging pains. <laughs> Ooh, that's nasty, is it? So, if you've got bladder trouble, bicarbonate of potash. You, I don't even know what pot, What's potash? I don't know. Go into your local... I don't know, know. Where, where you'd even... What shop you'd We've go for that. Yeah. What monger you'd go into. <laughs> um, a quarter of a teaspoon in warm water, night and morning. Oh,
1: so that and is that's it. That's it,
0: just that, bicarbonate... Of potash. But so we need to Google potash. I'm sure potash. <laughs> that's got to be a suburb of knotty ash or something like that, isn't it? Potash. I'm going to look Sounds it up. Like soil. Yeah, so have you got any bladder troubles? Have you got, have you got any bladder, bladder troubles? Yet? No.
1: I mean, one thing I did do, obviously, in the in the early part of the, uh, the pandemic, I was driving for Tesco, wasn't I? Which I, yeah. I learned bladder control very, very quickly because, of course, you would go out in four-hour stints. So when somebody says, what was the best thing about Tesco, is that... I learned to control my bladder for long drives because you couldn't, you couldn't just stop, could you, and go in a bush because obviously you were dealing with people's food, etc.
0: Did you ever get caught short and ask? I mean, is there an etiquette? Do they say whatever you do, don't ask people to use the toilet because that's or oh, never awkward, use anything. anyone's toilet. While I'm love, Here, you you get the rest of that stuff. I mean, just couldn't kind of could go in the, in the in house, it. could you? Hey, you not oh, yeah. yeah. Hands. I'm forgetting what time. What what era it was so it was um,
1: something you learned
0: as you went your little bit of, or you didn't every probably. little helps as they might well say That's themselves right. Uh, right I did say that I would do a Royal Proclamation as well didn't I it's a big right, word it, uh, it, it is and I've, I always struggle with it I don't know why I introduced it so can I have a fanfare please oh, I haven't
1: got a fanfare but what I will do is by the next one I will get you a will proper you get fanfare me,
0: get me a proper one next let me thing. do a proper right. I just want to announce right now that if you are going to buy a sound bowl at any point in the next few days or weeks, apparently they have different sounds and uh, they will ask if you're happy with the noise. That's oh. just me rocking it. Only because I've had to buy a sound bowl this week. Do you know what a sound bowl is? Well, you
1: mentioned this on the last episode.
0: No, I didn't. Yeah, he did. No, I d- did I? I know. I-, I spoke to you and I don't th- I think if you listen back, I don't think to talked about the sound bowls. Oh, I'm right. Mad. No, well, you are. Well, yeah, there's no, no doubt about that. No, the sound balls, if you're buying a sound ball, I went to this little shop in Charlie that sells all, you know, if you don't know what a sound ball is, it's basically a ball and you, you get a stick. And it's, I think it's a Buddhist thing and you go around the edge of the, of the bowl and you, ooh, and it makes a noise like like you used to really with wet your finger in a glass. Yeah. And it goes, ooh, that's all it does, right? But my daughter wants one. She's into all crystals and all this. So the shop that sells all crystals. They always smell nice in there. With all the joss sticks and stuff. All one incense. of them A lot of incense burning and stuff like that. So I go in and this lady just said, she wasn't overly helpful. Really. She went, they're over there. So right. I went, there's a selection, about four or five. And I just went, well, that looks nice. I actually chose it because the box looked nicer. And I went to the counter. And as I put it on the counter, she went, and are you happy with the sound of that one? And I went, what? She said, are you happy with the sound? They make different sounds. I'm thinking, yeah, they make different sounds, love, but they're all <laughs> there. Might be one that goes, there might even be one that goes, like that. Do you know what I mean? It sounded like Jimmy Carr on the second one, <laughs> <laughs> and then just <laughs> pick him <it> up. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wrong sound ball, the wrong ball. And so, apparently, but I was thinking. I just said to her, they're all annoying as each other. Yeah. To be honest with me, those sounds, and it got me thinking as to what the uh, most an annoying sounds. What's the, for you personally? If you, are, you know, what is the most annoying sound?
1: When I would say the most annoying sound for me is when you're feeling lazy, but the fire alarm, uh, the fire alarm needs the battery changing. And, oh, and then it's just that You think you're getting it, you away with it In the yeah, middle of the night You think
0: it's it's forgotten That the battery's going But it goes it'll, Beep oh, And you man.
1: think Oh no Not three o'clock in the morning And it goes Beep And it'll do it And, and I know it's for safety But
0: you think You'd just
1: rather it waited till eight o'clock in the morning When you were up
0: Have you ever heard these is, is it called I should get it right Is it something ASMS Audio recordings Or something It's A something AS something or other
2: Come These on.
0: recordings Are basically It's people Who talk to the microphone, and they do things like eating crisps, and they'll eat crisps. Right, uh, what you
1: have to do is you have to lean back because that is disgusting. No, that really winds me up.
0: The, the, well, that, this, yeah, but there are people who generally listen to these, right, to relax. No, yeah, in the same way someone listens to. Uh, do you know what I watched Talking on a bowl?
1: Sounds that are very, very low. Mm. I've been watching the Janet Jackson uh, documentary on Sky. Hmm. And I find it incredible how all the Jacksons talk really meek, they're quiet. All... Every one of them. It's like they were trained, but then they go out and scream and bellow. But it's like yeah, I it's wonder like a you
0: say that, but in all seriousness, I mean the dad was notoriously, you know, very strict, wasn't he? Joe. And you're just wondering. I wonder whether it's something about resting the voices. Genuinely. Uh, well, we'll never know. Well, real, but real. when I was watching
1: it, I did notice last night how very, very quietly spoken all the Jacksons were.
0: Anyway, to end this episode, yes. Um, have you got any ailments I could perhaps look up? Do you, do you have a, a? You're not balding like myself. There's even a, there's an ointment for falling hair. Oh right, okay. There's, a, there's a, the recipe for falling her somewhere in this bottle, I, 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 in this book rather. There's, uh, go on. Have you got any any ailments? Remember, um, look,
1: getting this onto some sort of system on a
0: Yeah, I, I will do. Uh, someone, who's that rudely interrupting this show know. right well, that's now? An that's very sound. rude, very annoyed. It is it? absolutely in the middle it's of never the podcast. When you worked on the BBC, didn't <laughs> it, <Nah>. it? Your <laughs> professionalism has <dumb>. gone. <laughs> absolutely. And on that note, hey. on that yes. Weather forecast. Holding <gasps> oh forecast. Oh, my word. Our, our, our yes. Our, in what's the word? That's how we finish obtusen- every episode. We always
1: because people need to know what to wear this weekend.
0: Well, don't be, don't be panicking anymore. The unsettled theme will continue over the next few days. This week, clothes will be dull and grey with scattered hiking wear jeans and chinos overlaid with full-length coats and waterproofs further mackintosh looks likely in the evenings for a time but there should also be some decent smart casual periods over the weekend fleece could then push in from the southwest later continuing into next week and accompanied by thick woolens and even aran the summary Layers will reduce as the week progresses and even simple blues and lightweight goose-down or similar could emerge by the end of the week. Shoe state, brogue to trainer, tights, highs of 150 denier, underwear, thong to long. And that's your clothing forecast.
1: And that's the end of this episode.